0: Hello, I'm Jimmy Thompson, and this is the Flat Chat Wrap-Up. Welcome to the very first Flat Chat Wrap-Up, our weekly look at everything that's been happening on the Flat Chat website. I'm joined today by a very special guest. She's an author. She's a travel writer. She's one of Australia's top property writers. Please welcome Sue Williams. Hello, Sue.
1: Hi, Jimmy. Nice so to you be here.
0: Well, it's nice to see you here. You've been looking at the Flat Chat website. What's caught your eye?
1: Well, what's all this about pet bylaws being overturned?
0: Yeah, this is ca- a couple of things have happened um, in the past few months where people who want to have pets in buildings that have bans on, on pets, have gone to uh, the tribunal, NCAT, and been told that, yeah, the, the bylaws are are harsh and, and unfair and therefore invalid, and the, the bylaws have been overturned and they've been allowed to keep their pets.
1: All right. So if people have actually put pet bans in place in their apartment buildings, maybe for reasons of people having allergies, that kind of thing, What can they actually do?
0: Well, if people have allergies, I mean, genuine, serious illnesses because of pets, there are provisions in the law that allow you to get rid of pets, even if they've got permission. You know, people come first, obviously. Mm -hmm. But as far as people who want to restrict the pets in the building or don't want to have pets at all, they really have to look at bylaws that are, on the face of it, fair and reasonable and that's the problem the tribunal has been saying look you're saying no pets no way well that doesn't allow for negotiation that doesn't allow for any exemptions therefore it's harsh Um, and in that looking at it that way you can see their point of view but it's going to surprise a lot of buildings that have had no pets ever
1: what's this about the ratchet effect of bylaws?
0: The ratchet, yeah. Well, a ratchet, for those of you who are not familiar, is a cogged wheel with a a hook um, and you turn the wheel one direction, but it won't go back the other way. And what happens with bylaws is it's quite hard to get a bylaw established. You need 75% of people voting at a meeting in New South Wales. It's different all over Australia, I have to say. But uh, in New South Wales, it's 75% of people voting at a meeting, as long as there's no more than 25% of people voting against. Now, if your committee comes to, along to you and says, we're putting up this proposal for, you know, we're going to change the, the parking or whatever, and you go, oh, well, we'll just go along with it, we'll just go with the flow, we don't want to upset people. And then you suddenly discover that they've made a really stupid error, or they're doing something that doesn't really work for you or the majority of people. It's very hard to get that reversed, because all it needs is for 25% of people voting to say, no, we don't want to change it back. So it's not as simple as getting a simple majority. You can find that a minority who pushed the thing through in the first place can hang on like grim death to make sure it doesn't get changed.
1: And I've been looking at the Flat Chat Forum. Gosh, it looks pretty busy these days. You've got well, it, lots of well-educated yeah. <laughs> forum people well, yeah, there. It's,
0: it's it keeps going. It keeps taking over.
1: Yeah. And there's something here about bylaw breaches but no penalties. What is that?
0: Well, that's, that's a story. It's a strange story. These people um, had residents uh, who wanted to do some renovations. And uh, the people went through the process of applying for the renovations and getting approval. But when they started the renovations, they just went way beyond what they'd been given permission to do and what they'd agreed to do. And in many cases changed uh, common property in ways that they didn't have permission. So the owners thought, well, we just can't have this happening. They didn't particularly want to punish them. They wanted to establish that you can't just get permission for one thing and then do something else because you can imagine in a building, once that's been established as a precedent, people would just take advantage of it. So they went to the tribunal and the member of the tribunal said, yep, you know, you definitely, this is a valid bylaw and this bylaw has definitely been breached. There's no question, but no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to impose a penalty because I don't think it's a serious enough breach. And, the, you know, the owners' corporation, the committee are going, well, this is just, what's the point? What's the point in having bylaws if uh, you go to the tribunal and a member just says, uh, you know, yeah, it's not too bad, carry on as you were.
1: Sure, absolutely. I can see that could become a bigger issue even.
0: Yeah, I mean, but mm. people see these things and they go, oh, it doesn't, doesn't really matter about applying for the bylaws, let's, mm. let's just do what we want anyway. And that's when you start, you get chaos then and then you get a lot of resentment and anger and the community can just very quickly start tearing itself apart.
1: And talking about, talking of resentment and anger, I can see a lot of people are getting very hot under the collar about water hammer. Well, (laughs) (laughs) it's one of these
0: things, you know, it's one of these fantasy noises in buildings, you know, somebody somewhere in the building, you never know where, turns on the tap, and all you hear is da 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 And, you know, if if that water pipe happens to be near your bedroom, you're going to get woken up early in the morning or earlier than you planned to or mm-hmm. kept awake late at night. And the problem with water hammer is that not a lot of people, including some plumbers, really understand what the problem is. And it's all about a cushion of air in the pipes, which is there to stop that kind of vibration when people turn water on. And in older buildings especially, and especially buildings where there's been renovation done to the plumbing, that air disappears, the cushion disappears, and so the pipes start banging. How do you fix it? You get an expert in is the answer. Or you read the flat chat forum and somebody's written today and said, the best thing to do is get everybody with washing machines to turn their washing machine taps off when they're not using them. Wow. And that fixes it.
1: Goodness me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And this is the magic of the flat chat forum. Absolutely. Where else are you going to get that advice? (laughs)
1: And it seems that crazy neighbours, that's always a very, very um, popular topic as well. And I think here you've got an owner who wants to install a security camera because of a crazy neighbour.
0: Yeah, it's a sad story, really. You know, this, this person, obviously they've fallen out with their neighbour and their neighbour has turned out to be one of these people who just cannot let things go. They want to keep punishing them for whatever slight they, they perceived happened. And so they've tried everything and they're, they're getting their front door vandalized, you know, and, and stuff is being left outside the door. And they know who's doing it, but proving it is, is a whole different issue. So they're asking their neighbors, well, they're asking us, is it okay for us to put a security camera outside our front door and, and in a, you know, on, on a landing? And the answer is, well, not without the permission of your, your owner's corporation really because you're attaching something to common property but I suspect this is one of these situations where a nod and a wink you know they, they look we'll put the camera up until the the problem is solved and mm. then and then we'll take it away again but it's sad you know that, that these things happen uh, people just get just get obsessed
1: mm. you know? Oh no, that's a really awful thing. I remember we were in a building once and we had um, a security camera and it wasn't actually a real security camera. It was just a mock-up of a security camera and that was enough to deter people from doing bad things. So you, yeah, you know, sometimes yeah. that can be quite helpful too.
0: Actually, I remember a case somebody had written to me years and years ago and said, I'm having trouble with my neighbour and uh, can you give me some advice? And I, and I phoned them up and uh, said, can you explain the... the the problem you're having with the neighbour in more detail and the the guy got very cagey and why are you calling me? Well I'm calling you because you sent me an email and asked me to call you. Well you know I, I, I couldn't work out what it was and then the next day I read the paper. He had just been arrested for urinating on his neighbour's front door <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> So that's why wow. he was being a little bit reticent
1: Neighbors, I think a lot of people are really worried about minimising smoke penetration into their units as well.
0: Yeah, and, and the other thing, the other aspect of that is not wanting to upset your neighbours. You know, like people, if the smoke isn't bothering you, then it's up to them whether they want to smoke or not. But uh, in this case, they were asking, can we seal off all the air vents into and out of this apartment so that the smoke doesn't tra- travel to other <laughs> other units. And and you think, well, yeah, you probably could, but I don't think it's very healthy to do that. <laughs> the people inside are going to be trapped in this smoke box. And it's an interesting thing, the new laws that came out, the, the bylaws allow you to set up a smoking area on common property, provided the smoke doesn't drift to other apartments. You could find a little corner somewhere, put a couple of seats there, some ashtrays, seal it off in terms of You know, let the wind carry away any any smoke, as long as it doesn't drift into neighbours' apartments. So, you know, the the government is recognising that there are people who can't stop smoking, but they're still entitled to live in apartments. Sure, but maybe on a
1: fire escape somewhere. Fire escape,
0: yeah. (laughs) Let's do that. Let's put a sofa on the fire escape so that people can have. (laughs) At least they won't die in the fire when they they fall asleep.
1: One of the biggest issues, I guess, in uh, Strata at the moment is Airbnb. When are we actually getting these new Airbnb laws that we keep hearing about?
0: Well, they're still devising the code of conduct. And uh, that's going to take a bit of an arm wrestle because obviously on one side, and it's not just Airbnb, we should say, you know, there are other agencies, but Airbnb is its like Hoover, you know, they're the brand name that defines the product kind of thing. But we can assume that they don't want the code of conduct to be too restrictive. Um, the owners' corporation network are in there. They uh, they want people to be protected, you know, because our lifestyles are being threatened. You know, these are our homes and tourists are coming in. So there's a bit of argy-bargy going on, or, or should I say careful negotiation. <laughs> um, and what I have been told by the department, that it will be early next year. The proposals will be put up for public comment and then come into law once that has been agreed. But guess what's happening early next year? Yeah. State election. So yes. so I don't think anybody wants to go to state election being too pro or too anti-Airbnb. They certainly don't want to be anti-Airbnb because Airbnb have shown ov- everywhere in the world that they will campaign politically because they have all this connection with people on social media, um, it's very easy for them to start what we call uh, an astroturf campaign, you know, fake grassroots. And, uh, you know, so nobody wants that. Uh, So I think after the election next year, we'll see the rules come in, the laws come into effect.
1: So is there a chance that if, depending on the result of the election, maybe these rules could be could disappear.
0: It's possible. Um, Labour, uh, who are obviously the most likely to, to be the government if the current government gets kicked out, have been very quiet on this. Although Yasmin Catley, the, the shadow minister, she is very aware of the problems of Airbnb. And uh, although she's keeping quiet about it, I think that if push comes to shove, she will come out in favour of residents uh, and owners.
1: Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. Thanks very much for that, Jimmy. That was very educational.
0: Well, there you go. So that's it. That's the very first Flat Chat wrap-up. I was going to call it Flat Chat wrap, but that would involve rhyming <laughs> in a rhythmic manner. Um, if you want to read all about these stories, if you want to read more, if you want to communicate with us, the www.flat-chat.com.au Check us out and we look forward to seeing you and thank you very much to Sue.